Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Uh. The Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane, the show that is about Brisbane, its suburbs and unpacking them. And today, Henry, we're doing a suburb that no one really talks about and flies under the radar. Not at all. Yeah, Yeah, people have been asking us for Ascot from pretty much the moment we announced this podcast. Day Dot, it's, I think it's the suburb that everyone thinks they have something to say about. And, you know, usually that's true, but we sort of avoided it for that reason a little bit. Like what, what fresh is there to say about Rich people live there. Yeah, well, this was our. This was kind of our fear with doing it, and we'll see as the episode plays out whether we fall into the trap we predicted. But mm. yeah, everyone said so much about a place like Ascot. Uh, for those of you who might be listening from out of Brisbane, it's the yuppie suburb. It's yeah, the rich. It's, it's on the hill. It's the equivalent of what, like Surrey Hills in Sydney, or yeah, uh, sure. I don't know Melbourne at all. Like a or Fitzroy, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I truly don't probably know enough. More. St Kilda, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Mosman in Sydney. That's probably more what it's okay, like. Okay, sure. Like old money. If you were rich in Brisbane in 1905, you lived in Ascot. Yeah, so we're kind of we're going to dive into that and have a look at whether we have any fresh takes. And that, as we found uh, looking through bits of the history of Ascot, there's actually yes. a bit more to it. Uh, it is a fascinating suburb. I, I, it's yeah. such a you know it's target practice and and for good reason. And we're not about to come out to bat in defence of it. Um, but you know I think there's more to it than we think. But before we get to looking at Ascot itself, Henry, let's do a bit of housekeeping. Bit of housekeeping. Yeah, bit of bit of redesigning our bedroom during isolation because it feels nicer with a Japanese. Japanese peace lily. Little vacuum. As I did this week. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You went to Bunnings, didn't you? Went to Got Bunnings. It. it was uh, it was very intense. It was crazy. They mm. had like a counter at the door. They had like a bouncer at Bunnings oh. for the first time, like a security guard. And he was like, you know, <laughs> what soil have you had to drink, mate? <laughs> or or like, has your plant had much to drink? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, you can't come in because you don't look after them properly. I'm like, Shit. <laughs> but I got in and I bought a, uh, a plant. It was it's gorgeous. It's yeah, gorgeous. nice. But so I think we, we we start with an update on something we raised last episode: the collective noun. Yeah, I brought up that uh, like Lady Gaga has her little monsters. Mm. One Direction have the directioners. Uh, Joy, actually, a good yeah. friend of ours, wrote in and said, "Brilliant friend." Uh, the one of the bestest <laughs> of friends. <laughs> Truly, thinking of all the close friends we have, Joy and Katie, they're the guys. They're brilliant. No other ones from mine. <laughs> uh, so Joy messaged in and said, uh, "Believers was yeah, another good I, example." Believers is awesome because it's like Little Monsters is fun, but it's got theoretically nothing to do with the actual name Lady Gaga. Agreed. Believers is beautiful. It's his last name. It's a beautiful verb. They believe in him. Incredible. Yeah. And I guess Little Gaga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little Gaga. You know the little Gaga? Oh, what like, babies say? Well, like, well, that's what I was going to say, is that Lady Gaga <laughs> couldn't call her fan the Gargas because that's what that's babies. Mm, mm. And the babies have a rival gang, the Goo Goos as the well. Goo-Goos. Of, uh, yeah. which, um, actually, the Goo Goo Dolls, that'd be, that'd be their fans, the Goo Goos of the Gargas. What if there was a baby gang that are like the rattlesnakes? <laughs> oh. And they're like... <laughs> and they've got they've all got routes like we're gonna eat your we're gonna eat you <laughs> eat your crops eat, we're gonna eat your soupy <laughs> we're gonna eat that applesauce you made to go on the roast pork but not the roast pork itself because we can oh we you better look after that puree because we coming for it we babies <laughs> and as oh. is well litigated I could go on about babies all day long I was gonna say like if we want to unpack babies we'd be here until you know the oh. end of this pandemic but we're not talking babies we're not no. talking believers we're not even talking little gargas we're talking about the collective noun. 
for our suburb podcast and I it's the evidence wasn't conclusive. We had a few people write yeah. in and say they were fans of Unpakistanis. I'd say narrowly Unpakistani seemed like the biggest winner. We did get feedback that the Kerry Kerry Unpackers mm. was also a fan. I don't think the other one, I don't think UB40s. No, uh, <laughs> oh, mate, UB40s really, absolutely nowhere to be seen. Yeah, had a bit of an Elizabeth Warren yeah, showing. Uh, which so really makes me relieved that I came up with Kerry Unpackers because if I'd left my contribution at UB40s, I'd be feeling pretty fucking hopeless right now. Yeah, that's all right. We can't win them all, bro. So, yeah, yeah. I think Unpakistanis. I'm happy with Unpakistanis. I think it's a bit fun. Yeah, and if there's ever like some rival podcast that can neatly fit into like. Work Indian into the collective <laughs> noun, and there's like a Kashmiri dispute over uh, podcasting yeah. live shows at Fritzenberger. I don't know. It would be fun if we. It would be fun if we got a message from like a Pakistan news podcast being like, "Oh, we actually call our fans the Unpakistanis." And I'd be like, "Guys, take your news seriously." Yeah, and also like you don't need a collective noun for your fans. <laughs> just deliver the news. Yeah, the ABC News don't have like the AB. See you the ABCers. The ABCers. Yeah, it's a bit that'd be fun. fun. Yeah, uh, like know your ABCs, the baby C's, and they're like, we're back. Oh, that's fine. They're like, we changed our name <laughs> because Cam and you and banned us. We got a live update on the coronavirus. It's actually pretty comprehensive. We're the, ba- we're the, we're the baby C's. Yeah, the baby C's very good. But yeah, I'm happy to stick with. I'm Annabelle Crabby because I can get a nap. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to stick with Unpakistan. All right, so yeah. if you're listening to this, congratulations, you're an Unpakistani. Yeah. That is, if you like us and are a fan. If you're listening to this out of some sort of like vengeance, mm. like if you don't like us and this is feeding your hatred. And if you're from that Pakistani news podcast that I mentioned earlier, mm. i got one word for you. Uh, stop listening. Oh, two, I've, two words. I've got a phrase, which oh, yeah. is, um, can't imagine there's a lot of crossover between our listeners. No. Someone unpacking Brisbane and the Pakistani news cycle. Anyway, you never know. And so another thing that a uh, bit of housekeeping uh, on our last episode, the Intrapilly episode, we yes. spoke about the pumpkin man. So this was a mysterious character who roams the streets Pilly at all hours of the day and evening with uh, with a big trolley of pumpkins. Now, a lot of people, this struck a chord, and it's I mean, it was good for us because it is something that we hoped this podcast would be of, oh my God, I thought I was the only one who noticed that about Brisbane. Legit. It's, it's, it's that kind of thing where if you have gone, and like we got messages from people who've grown up in intro all their life, like the pumpkin man's a thing their family's talked about, but mm. you know... It's one of the local legends are never something you sit down and talk to your friends about. You never no. go, hey, I saw the Pumpkin Man today because it's such assumed knowledge for one group. I mean, we do, but we're freaks who start. Yeah, we do. And we turn on microphones it. while we do it. Um, the, yeah, so Alex, uh, a friend of mine, he messaged and said, I, I screamed out loud when I heard Pumpkin Man be, oh, really? man be mentioned. Uh, I guess maybe the fear that this guy mm. uh, elicits amongst the community. But he said he saw him out at Kenmore. He said he saw him oh. at like early hours in the morning. And that's. A fair walk, so a fair, a, and not only a fair walk, but a fair trolley push away. And hills, 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 hills. He's a rambling man. Yeah. So and up the so mountain, down it. If you got any more pumpkin man stuff, let us know. Uh, yeah. And of course, we're not, you know, we're not disparaging the guy. He, he's just doing his yeah, thing. Cool, he's moving I mean, his pumpkins. But I mean, particularly in you know times like now, just do you. Don't feel pressured to be productive. You yeah, know? don't. <laughs> just uh, don't fall into that trap. Just push pumpkins around. Now, you might have six months off sitting inside where you're literally not allowed to leave, but don't think there's any pressure to finish off that novel you said yeah, you'd write. Yeah, that thing you've always wanted to do but didn't have the time. Don't feel any oh, pressure to do it just now. Just give yourself a little six-month break. Henry, do you feel the sense of superiority that I do, given that everyone's doing a creative project now because of Corona, that we 
that we started a podcast like last year well, like we, before we had to. Well, famously, we saw Corona coming. Remember we got, yeah. <laughs> remember we got that leak from uh, the Centre of Disease Control in America? They said, hey, fellas, uh, quick one from me here. It's, hey, uh, it's me, the government. Quick, quick one from <laughs> us. Uh, there's this disease coming. It's called coronavirus. And we were like, like the beer. And they're like, yeah, we imagine that's Th- going to be like, a thing that, that is going to be one of the leading pieces of discourse. And yep, Lyme disease is a thing. You put it in corona. Funny. Move on. And we're like, any room to change it? It is a year before it happens. And they're like, we kind of want to see how the memes go. Yeah, they're like, oh, we, we've thought of some jokes, but we suspect it's going to play out. But that's the thing. They warned us early, so we thought of every joke. And that's why we started doing yeah. the, the podcast last year, because we said we want to beat this thing. So, yeah, I do feel that superiority, yeah. and I'm glad it's, it's fun. Uh, another thing, quickly, housekeeping. Uh, another thing mums. mentioned on the... Yeah, mums. The intrapilly, something we will talk a little bit more about today yeah, in the yeah. Ascot context. Already someone uh, told Henry and I before recording this episode, if the whole thing's about Ascot mums, he's going to stop listening. So um, if he wants to turn off now, no dramas. Yeah, see you, mate. See you, Sam. <laughs> uh, so the mum rankings, it was something we discussed on our Indrapilly episode where parks and playgrounds specifically were ranked on a scale of zero to ten mums, ten being you would go, mum, 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 if you really didn't want to leave uh, due to the park being that good. And we discussed things like flying foxes and big webs. Mm. and Particularly, I, I've realised the big winners are the ones you're not allowed to build anymore. Because you can't build a flying fox, you can't build those webs. Like the yeah. safety restrictions for parks are insane. So if you find one with a flying fox, mm. as a little kid, you're, you're whipping out ten fucking mums in a heartbeat, man. Hundred percent, bro. And like, it's the kind of thing. If you're not, if a kid can't plausibly break their arm, it's not a playground. Hundred percent. I broke uh, an arm and a leg growing up, and it was so character building. I oh. broke my wrist like two weeks. And no, you're tough now. Weeks ago. Now you trampoline <laughs> daily. It made you stronger. I'm a famously tough bloke. Everyone says that about me. You're like the guy from Touching the Void when he was like me giving up. <laughs> Mountain climbing? I don't fucking think so. That was you with you with parks. <laughs> Me with parks and trampolines in general. And they're like, dude, you've just gotten back from hospital. Oh, yeah, he's man. like, I don't fucking think mm. so, bro. But we, we want to see more footage about parks. Send them in because we did have a few people sending us some stuff. Yeah. Awesome parks. And I know in. I know for a fact there's some stunning parks in Ascot because there's enough people there to write enough letters to the council and spend enough time yeah. to build some good fucking parks for Braxton and Smithney. Yeah. So two sons. Uh, yeah, we're happy to get that scale going again. Shout out to Joey Kerry who was uh, one of the co-founders of that concept many yeah, years back. Yeah, erroneously, um, people have been including me in these mum stuff. And I'd like to make it clear, I have nothing to do with this ranking Different system. Different Joe. I don't, yeah. I don't think Joe listens because I, I feel like I would have heard from him. If he, if <laughs> yeah, I, we spoke about explicitly it mentioned. Yeah, we talked about like a couple of friends last week and got yeah. a lot of messages. Joe Karen's let this one through to the keeper. Anyway. Um, but Henry, I, I have one more thing, if that's all right, on our famous contemporary Andrew Lofthouse. Oh. Uh, and a friend of mine messaged me last week saying... You'll never guess who I ran into in an inspection at Bowen Hills for a, for a rental house. And I was like, oh, like, uh, who's who's there? And he was like, well, not us after we looked at the place. And I was like, funny, yeah. but tell me who it was. And he goes, Andrew Lofthouse. Ooh. Lofty was looking at a place in Bowen Hills that was also <laughs> being considered by my, like, 21-year-old mate. <laughs> Where's Lofty at these days? <laughs> It's not like there's no news on at the moment. Yeah, you, like you, think, he, you think news would be booming. He has his job. I'm thinking huge call, probably defamation, like a love nest maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. Bowen Hills. Bowen Hills. Kind of and now that they've got that welcome to Bowen Hills area, yes. like, oh, we've got quirky little breweries. And oh, little, it's fancy. Little, we've got little food trucks. Oh, lots of fusion cuisines. No no actual cuisine, but it's Italian, Chinese, yeah. Mexican. You They're know. talking Mexican food trucks and oh. out of marriage fucks. <laughs> That's what Bowen Hills is all about. If you want a love nest and- Interesting that the week after we slammed the motherfucker for not actually living in Brisbane, he's now coincidentally yeah, actually, looking to buy a place in Brisbane.
Brisbane. Maybe word got back. They said, the fellas are yonting you, Lofty. <laughs> hey, Lofty. And it was like during the news. He was like, and our next story is that I'm a fucking treason traitor. Ma- oh, sorry. I'm just being interrupted by my producer. And they're like, Lofty, the fellas, they know. Your two greatest credits, Andrew. Yeah, crickets. I'll stand by it. Fuck you on about, bro. Margaret and David, my favourite crickets. But the best thing about the Lofty is my mate goes to the real estate agent goes, that was Andrew Lofthouse, by the way, like, like the Channel 9 guy. The real estate agent goes, oh, I knew he looked familiar. That man gave me the firmest handshake I've ever felt. Oh, He's got the handshake of a bloke who reckons everyone knows that. who he is. I don't want to hear that. Bro, it's a joke. That's like hearing your ex is good at sex. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. Now, I'm not going to go into that analogy any deeper. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but what you can go into is... No, actually, because you probably have had sex with your ex. He didn't even give us a handshake. No, that's that's my thing. We that's didn't even get a hug. Yeah. I would love to think that his handshake's strong, but I'll never know and I'll never care. But you know who might give a weak handshake? Mm. Again, just rude. Trent Dalton. So- Boy Swallows Universe. Henry, update. Oh, yeah, true. Um, Yeah, listen, it's going good. I, um, I haven't been soaring through it. Um, it's, I'm not, I think I'm kind of like 80 pages in. Um, so, but it's going well. And I thought maybe if you'd indulge me for a second, Henry, please. I, I could do a quick reading uh, from where I'm up to. So this is Boy Swallows University. Uh, I'm just going to kind of pick up from where I left off with my bookmark. You were like 75 odd pages in? Yeah, something like that. Because um, I famously don't use bookmarks. Just try and remember the page number. Yep. Just one of the one of the many deranged things <laughs> that you do. Uh, so this is Trent Dalton's uh, Brisbane-based Boy Swallows Universe. Jeez, getting pretty hungry here, thought boy. Lunch is hours away, so what do I feel like? Hmm, I definitely don't feel like a feel like a crunchy sandwich. No, 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 I had that for breakfast. Hmm, I guess I could help myself to a planet, but that feels not substantial enough. Is this the, is this the book? Straight, I haven't read it. Straight for the book, mate. Okay. Um, oh man, this boy could eat a couple of planets, but that still don't fill the man up. Maybe a galaxy? No, no, no. Still, still not quite enough. Hang on a minute. Is that, I feel like, a big old universe. Bring it over here, said the boy. Let me, let my mouth in... Let let my mouth take into custody the universe. The boy wrapped his wet red lips around the universe. His hungry tummy pump, pump, pumping. Wow, they don't call me boy for nothing. He winked. And that's the end of it. So, yeah. uh, Well, we'll pick it up next. So, that's the end of chapter, like, three? Four? The next chapter. Yeah, chapter three. And the next chapter, just as a teaser for next week. Universe with Mayo, please. Oh, so we'll see what happens okay. next. Well, great book. And if anyone knows Trent Dalton, we'd love to get him on the show. But for now, we'd like to talk about everyone home uh, about Ascot. Sounds good. Wikipedia will be there. All right, Henry, our favourite segment. And I've got the Wikipedia page for Ascot here. Yeah, uh, it says Ascot is a suburb of... Per- I've got the wrong one. It's a suburb in Perth, and I opened that one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll re-Google. Uh, it is a suburb in Perth near Belmont, according to Wikipedia. Jeez, the boys okay. from Unpacking Perth are going to be angry at us once again. <laughs> Cutting their grass. We thought their grass was growing a bit too long and said, uh, hey, Perth. They're like, hey, stop stealing our content. We're the Perth boys. That, that's a brilliant impression of someone from Western Australia. Yeah, thanks, man. My Western Australian impression is, 
Oh, I'm Justin Langer. None of you good enough to have theories. Hi, we're the boys from Unpacking Perth. Hi. Tame Impala from nearby and we yeah. fucking love mines. San Francisco is kind of near us as well. Do you guys want some ice? Sand even? I think, yeah, they're called sand gropers. What? Legit. That's what people from WA are called, sand gropers. MH370, yeah, it's just over there. <laughs> we grabbed it in the sand. Alright, oh. so sorry to anyone listening from Perth, that was mean. So we got a Wikipedia page. Oh no, you're from Perth, what are you going to do? Fly six hours to tell us <laughs> off? You're another, well, admittedly, you're fly, not- fly two hours to Bali. Ooh. That's pretty good. It's pretty fucking right fun. Right for them. So we're talking about Ascot, the the Wikipedia page. Pretty, as we, as we foreshadowed in our housekeeping, pretty interesting actually. It, yeah. uh, we got... Uh, we're going through it here. Ascot is characterised by large Queenslander homes. Ascot is best known for its beautiful old homes. Now, let's talk about Queenslanders for a second. Holy shit, what a house. It is truly the inverse of the democracy sausage for me. Oh, also, There is nothing I fucking love more than a Queenslander, and there is nothing more authentically Australian than a Queenslander. Literally, early Queenslanders saw the fact it was humid all the fucking time. Mm. It was hot as in summer, and thought, let's build a house that addresses this, and it became the most beautiful style of house in the world. I love it so much. Yeah, gosh, I mean, even today, because I live in a bit of a Queenslander at New Farm at the moment, mm. New Farm Tenerife, and just sitting, the pockets of breeze that you don't know you're oh. going to find just because the whole thing is so open with, there's windows everywhere. You I just, will say, it gets cold and it kind of- gets so cold. It does seem to elongate the temperature outside. Like, I know I grew up in a Queenslander at Hawthorne, and you do find that it's like- Comfortably five to seven degrees hotter or colder inside than outside. <laughs> I like shut it. my bedroom window in about April every year because it gets intolerably cold in my room. Mm. Like they they pronounce it all, but it's just beautiful. Yeah. In fact, I follow I follow the hashtag Queenslander Instagram because I want to see like architects put up photos of Queenslander. Oh, cool. Um, Turns out most people who hashtag those photos, Queenslander, are like people wearing state of origin jerseys <laughs> with their kids. And it's how I learnt you can get an official Maroons birth certificate for your child. Someone was like, happy birthday to Jonathan Lockyer Johnson, my new son, and got him a Maroons birth certificate. I was like, that's got nothing to do with the house. Yeah, this is my new son, Deck. I actually, I actually, <laughs> this is my song, my son, Deck and uh, Lattice. Mm. So I was actually naming it after the house. They're actually deeply related. Sorry, Mal Meninga, but mm. I was talking about the house, bro. But I'm actually going to raise something, Henry. Ascot, to me, isn't the classic Queenslander suburb. Well, I guess they're, they're defining it by the Queenslanders uh, remnant, uh, reminiscent even of the old wealth. True, like I the colo- like the about. true colonial wraparound deck Queenslander. Because I think we come to it later, but I'm talking about it now, like um, Windermere House is probably the one. Yeah. Most people looking up at Ascot when you're looking out, looking down river, and then you've got your classic Ascot Hill there, and then Windermere House is the one with the fuck off lawn in front of it. Oh man! And it's, uh, it's <laughs> the lawn is screaming fuck off if you go near it. Yeah, across the road. And rolling down that, <laughs> hoy, you'd get some, uh, you get some rash if you were me, because mm. I get rashes when I. It's not the one on Hamilton to- Hill, is it? That's where I'm thinking. Well, I didn't want to say Hamilton because I, I'm, con- bro, I, I get. I've got no idea I've where Ascot no Albion Hamilton is. Like, <laughs> it's a mess. Can we just ask for like a bit of a free pass from all our listeners on this? Because, yeah, as I take it generally, Albion has the more industrial stuff. Hamilton is the river part of it. Like, I acknowledge if we're on the river, we're in Hamilton. But, like, a couple streets back from Hamilton. Like, that Dan Murphy's is technically Hamilton, but fucking feels like Ascot's It's weird how the Hamo Hotel is not far from the beginning of Racecourse Road, Mm. but most of the establishments, because I was just checking some addresses on Racecourse Road, established themselves as Ascot. Oh, goddamn. So, I don't know. I mean, they both have, like, needlessly posh names and are largely indistinguishable. Ascot. 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 (laughs) Ascot. 
Oh, I'm gonna go get me some ascot. Yo, I, is my ass a baby? Because I need an ascot. Are <laughs> oh, you gonna? <laughs> you gonna need a cot for this ass? Anybody? Anybody can pacify? Just incredibly weird, dirty talk. Yo, anyone got like a big mobile for my ass? Cot? Anyone got one of those big sets of keys that I can play with with my ass? Cot? Yo, yo, anyone got a nappy? They're like, oh, that one actually works. How funny is that that they just give kids very big sets of keys? Like one day you'll be able to open something. You, know, you heard of these cars? You'll need this for it. Uh, um, yeah, Ascot. What, yeah. It'd be good if there was like a gay nightlife scene and it'd be, Yascot! Oh, fuck, that'd be good. So, or Ascot as well. Yeah, true. Or Ascot. Like ar- the next morning if you got ass last night. <laughs> as, as gay vernacular says, hey, did you get ass last night? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> got heaps of it. Good morning, my fellow gays. Who amongst us got some ass? Mm. Ass? Uh, got. Ass? <laughs> it's like a who's on first. Like, if like ass? Yes, ass. Ass. <laughs> ass. Uh, well, well ass? at least a script of this. <laughs> or it's like ass thought. Mm. For the girls who are like, oh, yeah, this ass that. Oh, this ass that. God damn, why don't we live in Ascot? We have yeah. so many puns. We're killing this. Oh, yeah, because none of us have the money. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, they love Queenslanders, I guess. Mm. Uh, now, over a third of the suburb, that's a third of the suburb. That's big. Is taken up by Doombin and its related oh. outer buildings, uh, Eagle Farm and Doombin racecourses. So, so, here's what I want to say to you, bro. Yeah. It's a horse city. Oh. So, you might think it's all about the hot mums and the rich people and the you know all of that stuff, cafe owners, yeah. but- over a third of the suburb is defined by horse racing. No way. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. hey, I'm a, I'm a fucking horse here. Hey, oh, you think you run this town? Oh, you think uh, oh. big magistrate up there on the hill, nice oh. house, two kids, terrace and grammar. Okay. You're going to okay. ask me why the fucking long face? Here's the thing. You walk around this fucking town, you say, I own Ascot. I'm, I work at Fonzie Abbott. Oh, I make a coffee. I make an overpriced coffee. I make us- a ham and cheese croissant. $10 with a cup of coffee. Yeah. Us horses... We, do, we run this fucking Our sauce is we on the hill of brothers. We say in, uh, oh. hey, uh, that Harry Wilson's a good little player. <laughs> good oh. little guy growing up fast. He's oh. gay. So you live in Ascot and you want a little bit of fucking entertainment on your weekend. Who are you going to see run? You're going to watch people run or you're going to watch the horses run? I, uh, I see uh, the GPS rugby club come over. The galloping green. Tell so you fucking gallops us horses. I'm a fucking horse. Come on, I'm, you go. I'm fucking, you're going. The guys who say they gallop over the uh, motherfuckers who gallop. Come on. Uh, so it's a horse town. So it's a horse town. It's a horse town. That actually, it is. It does touch on my favorite, one of my favorite Brisbane things, which is clearly suburbs following another suburb. Doomben's not a real suburb. Oh, they still have a train station. Uh, it's called the Doombin Line. Also, you're a fucking train. <laughs> you know, Think you know, go a bit you know what they used to. You know, cowboys. They used to not get on trains. You know what they they used to. You want to get on my fucking back? It's like you no, get on trains, my back? Are, trains are so much quicker. Oh, but what happens when they get hey, robbed? Hey, wise guy. Hey, wise guy. <laughs> you know who used to rob those fucking trains? Yeah, me and my brothers. My sister. You know, my grandpa. He was the horse ridden by fucking. Uh, you know, by uh, Banjo Patterson. <laughs> Not a famously good hook. I feel like most of Banjo Patterson's good work was sitting down with a quill or a pen rather than on the back of a horse. Riding about fucking horse. Anyway. Hey, we had to learn about horses. Oh, hey, how cool are horse girls? I loved Saddle Club growing up. Mm. Great, great piece awesome. of literature. Hello, world. This oh, dude, is I was, me. I thought it was the best of both worlds. Life, that's Anna Montana, bro. Oh, so true. Oh, you want the best of fucking both <laughs> oh, worlds? Oh, you want the best of both worlds? You want a human body and horse legs? You're a fucking centaur. You want the best of both worlds? Oh, you're a fucking centaur. You want to be a human on the oh, top? Oh, Forense. I'll wanna... put a human on the top on the top of my back. I'm a fucking horse. Let's go to Doom. Oh, you want to drag Umbridge back to the forest in a scene that was pretty fucking disturbing? 
I'm a fucking horse. <gasps> okay, what else? So the history section is interesting. And it's actually so, really good. We so rarely find that in Wikipedia Wig Out. You know, we, I mean, at least from my perspective, Wikipedia either just tells us what I need to know to talk about the contemporary suburb. But actually, just before the history thing, one, one thing, Henry, I, I suspect this fascinates me more than you. So, Indro, last week, 12,000 people, big yeah. suburb. How many people do you reckon live in Ascot? Uh, six? Fuck, you're weirdly good at guessing. I'm starting to think I just have really bad guesses. Now, to confirm, I meant six people. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they all live in Windermere, <laughs> Windermere House. They're very good friends. Uh, is no, it it's 5,500. Oh, I'm pretty good at this, aren't I? That's it. You're very good at this. Because I make a note of counting people whenever I drive around town. <laughs> and just extrapolating. Now, I was told it was autistic, but now it's really ripping the rewards. Yeah. No, I think yeah, the more autistic thing was the horse impression, mate. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um, but the, uh, the history of Ascot. Horse racing, we spoke about that. Oh, yeah. I actually like this. This is fun. Horse racing was one of the earliest sports in Brisbane, uh, and the name Ascot was given to the suburb as a tongue-in-cheek reference to Ascot, England, and its prestigious oh, Ascot race. The Royal Ascot. So at the time, oh, at the okay. time, this was from what the Wikipedia leads me to believe. At the time, it was a pretty dingy race course. It wasn't one of the world's best. Oh, it was in funny. this newly developing colony when Brisbane was first becoming a city, uh, a town, if that, and it was village, even yeah, a, a hovel, some sort of crossing for animals. Mm. That uh, that now in, that incels guys talk, talk about on Twitch all day. Yeah, that incels and fun nineteen-year-olds do. So Animal uh, Crossing. So the original so it was ironic. Anim- so the original Animal a, Crossing of yeah, it was a bit. It was just like this is this shitty race course in Brisbane. Oh bloody Ascot. It's Maybe of- the equivalent of if I walked into like a crappy share house. Yeah. I was like, oh geez, Buckingham Palace here. Oh, I was thinking like a shitty backyard cricket setup, and be like, so we having a bat at Lords today? Are yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I think that was the tone of it. Fuck. There's actually, you know what? That is such a um. And such an Australianism, that irony. Like, I mm. feel like that's the, you know, in the trenches Gallipoli of like uh, some stiff upper lip uh, British guy being like, what was yeah, that? Like? Well, some <laughs> stiff upper lip. Stiff upper. <laughs> yeah. You're going to stiff upper lid, dear, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You've been make, doing some exercise uh, in Make COVID. the connections, everyone. Make the connections. <laughs> but like that sort of Larrickanism of like, yeah, it's like fucking Ascot here, mate. What if it was like in England, they're like, bro, I saw like, I saw like some real hot girl mouth and now I've got a stiff upper lip. It's like, dude, I, guys, I'm struggling so much. I, I know it's all mental, but I can't get a stiff upper lip. I just, I'm so in my own head about it. It's it almost, happens to everyone I know. The annoying thing is, like, I feel like my upper lip is stiff, like, all the time. And then the moment I go in to kiss, it's just, <laughs> it's flat. My, my lips all. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then the other thing as well. Uh, so, I think that's funny, but. That's a cool World War II shit. Well, let me, let me give you some war shit. Yeah. Or do you want to read this bit? I haven't read it. Okay. Um, during World War II. Several buildings oh, yeah? were used by General Douglas MacArthur and the Central Bureau, uh, which had its headquarters in Nurembala, uh, which was at 21 Henry Street. Hey, nice, hey, mate. Well hey, done. Hey, I'm yeah. proud of you. Thanks, mate. You won I the did. war. I won the street. In July 1942, MacArthur moved his headquarters to Queen Street in Brisbane City. I think he was trying to meet up with the St. Margaret's girls after school. Mm. Um, oh, I know. I heard he had a falling out and the Bridger girls were his new mates. Oh, cool. Yeah, because he made some mates from KG as well. Their dance was better anyway. Yeah. The Central Brewery work... Oh, I can't say brewery, can I? Yeah, I was going to talk about that. It sounds like you're trying to say brewery because you fucking love a beer, don't you, son? Or I'm trying to say bro, but I'm like, I'm like oh, yeah, bro. I'm like, Bro, bro. Bro. I, I'm sure there was a period Let's in the have FBI. Another beer. 
mm. where that happened. Where they're like, we're the federal bro, bro investigations. Get the fuck out. Man. Undoubtedly, mate. And then they shot JFK. Get out of here, J. Edgar, and go shoot mm. JFK. So what they do in this central bureau, Henry? Bro, they intercepted and decoded Japanese intelligence, um, which is pretty uh, cool. And in the I- same place that people would later be intercepting passes to score tries under the sticks. At Brothers. Mm, which we will talk We're about We're trying to soon. beef up our jock credentials on this podcast. We're just a couple of hot jocks who like talking about sort of cool sometimes. Jocks, we'd, we'd give it up in a second to yeah. hang out with the boys. Oh, there's nothing hotter than a podcast, but nothing better than hanging out with the boys and lifting weights. If I was told that I had to quit this podcast forever for the opportunity to run on with like the Brothers Thirds for even five minutes, I'd, I'd need you to yeah. know I'd take that. Oh, I do too. Like, hide me at fullback. I don't want to see the ball, Absolutely. but I want to be seen on the field. In 1941, military authorities took over the race course, uh, which was then known as Camp Ascot, to house thousands. Strained in naming that one. No, not at all. To house thousands of American troops. So yeah, 1941, height of World War II. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, the race course area they fully occupied it as a place for the American troops. So and they called it Camp Ascot, which I think is very fun. I love that. That sounds like... It's got like a Camp Orange energy. I was literally going to say Camp Orange. (laughs) There's one beautiful piece of Australian media with Camp in the title. How fucking good was Camp Orange? Uh, I I I submitted submitted three or four videos to try to get on that show. How did Nickelodeon never get us on Camp Orange? Fucking, we've got a just mediocre podcast and a very minor track record with university sketch comedy. We are obviously the kind of people they wanted. Mate, they brought back Will and Grace. They brought back Roseanne. Where's the Where's the um, uh, the Camp Orange? Oh thing. mate, I was for the well. I was on Lab Rats as well. I had I had track record, mm. um, and I loved Lab Rats. I, I I lost in the final round because there's that room where you have to find something in the dark. Uh, and me and my teammate were so bad at it. Twenty minutes after the producer came in and turned on the lights because it was making for such shit TV, <laughs> they were like, "We physically can't edit this any better. Just find it and get out of there." But I I had a resume. I had track record, and I made these funny videos with Camp Orange where I sung songs. Like, a sort of vintage TikTok, I guess. I just remember so clearly there was an episode of Camp Orange where on the first night they all snuck out of their tents and started, like, pulling each other's pegs out and, like, throwing, like, tents on the ground. Oh, that's and getting, awesome. getting the pegs and, uh, yeah. like, pulling their pegs out of the... Then pegging each other. No. Um, <laughs> then, I was wondering why you said pegs so much. Uh, like, Where's then, this guy going? Um, I was just trying to think of what tents have as well and pulling the tarps off and everything. And then they, like, pulled them in the host the On the morning. fly. I just, yeah, the fly. And I just remembered, like, the host the next morning being like, guys... <laughs> this is Camp Orange. It's not WrestleMania. And I just remember thinking, like, as a child, that was a pretty cool line. Yeah. Also, like, has this guy ever seen WrestleMania? Not a lot of tents. <laughs> yeah. And the Undertaker has always unzipped the fly. Looks like they're getting damp. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, oh. dude, I also just feel like I had a crush on literally every girl who was on Camp oh, Orange. I feel like every. Well, also, because I was like, I feel for me, like, eight or nine, maybe at the peak of my Camp Orange watching. Mm. And so these were like mature twelve year olds. So like literally, I was looking at which 13 is a quote year olds. I do not need taken <laughs> yeah. out of context. Do not edit this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But like I was looking at like these thirteen year olds. It's like an eight year old just being like, oh my god, these people are almost like one point five times my age. Like it's like the equivalent of me looking at thirty five year old now. This isn't a weird conversation, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they were also pretty. <laughs> There's nothing more beautiful. Right in if you. <laughs> <laughs> right in if you'll be a character witness for us. Uh, <laughs> and just to, just to dig a little deeper on this whole, the thing yeah. I will say about uh, at, a, at, at the time the yeah, girls were sort tales. of my age, I was like, it's rare to see girls your age on TV. And I was like, damn. That's true. And there's nothing more beautiful than a sense of the outdoors. Oh, I can 
Well, I can think of any number of... Mate, I hated school camp. I hated high ropes. There's a lot more beauty so than the fucking So what the fuck were you outdoors. applying to get on Camp Orange? Because the girls camp were pretty. Camp Orange is literally... The girls were pretty. Camp Orange is school camp on television. Yeah, but you didn't have to go on high ropes that much. All they did was go on high ropes. Uh, All they did medium. was... What? Medium. This, this wasn't survival. Medium. Like, the, what? You reckon they were medium, medium ropes? ropes. There's no medium ropes. Did you ever do a medium ropes thing at school camp? And it was no, like I wasn't a, three I wasn't and a, a half bitch. metres off the ground. Like it was like that was charitably dangerous. You're obviously being told by a camp instructor that, <laughs> that these were called. No, Joey, don't worry. These are the medium ropes. They were the low ropes and you were a coward. No, the low ropes are just the ropes off the ground. What? There's no elevation on low ropes. They're low ads. They're like, see, Joey, if you put the book that you're reading in the yeah. corner on the ground and stood on it, you'd actually be just as high <laughs> as these ropes. I mean, actually, the proudest moment of my life is, you know how camp instructors talk such a big game about everyone's going to do it, everyone's going to get up there on the high ropes, everyone's going to get it done. And year nine, I just like didn't fucking want to. And I like, it was pretty arrogant, but I was at the point where I'm like, it's not that I'm scared. I just don't want to fucking do this. And like, you're not going to make me. Like, I just think I there's no see, value to I me. would love to see the intellectual battle between year nine Joe and a camp. And and a camp exactly. I, I suspect but, that would have been a side to but witness. what I picked early on is, you know how you like belay people and hold ropes? So yeah. I really got into do that. Do your carabiner all so the like, way up, but then make sure you unscrew it. Unscrew it once. Because the tension, it'll just pop. Once. Just, just once. Pop. Not all the way. Also, how insane that you're making like year sevens do something where if they get the tension wrong, they'll fall to their death. How's it legal? Yeah, I don't know. But, so, I was belaying people the whole time. And then I was like, as they'd get down, I was like, oh, what'd you guys think? And they'd be like, yeah, it was really scary, but then really rewarding. And so, I just used their feedback. And I looked really visible. <laughs> I looked so visible because I always had a rope in my hands. I always looked like I was doing something. I was engaged. I was supporting people. Then, at the end of the day, the instructors didn't question me. One person was like, Joe, did you get up there? And then I just parroted. I vomited everything I'd heard for the last seven hours. I was like... Yeah, I got up there and I was really scared at first, but all the support from the boys was great. And that's when my school captain campaign started. <laughs> that was my Iowa was, come on, Nate, you can do it. <laughs> um, oh. Anyway, great fun. Ascot, though. Camp Ascot, I guess, was what we were yeah. talking about. Camp- yeah. And I'm sure World War Two was just like that as well. So World War Two was essentially mm. just a series of medium ropes that yeah. uh, the soldiers were made. And Henry, it's my understanding that uh, just while we're on the Camp Ascot, a last thing, one beautiful quote from an American soldier that you wanted to share with us. About his time at Camp Ascot. Yeah, I don't know if I'll do all of it, but um, there was... No, yeah, I'm thinking about that one sentence. Um, this is nice. Yeah, it goes... It was from a guy named Teddy W. Hanks. Firstly, is there a more American name? <laughs> that is... Daddy! <laughs> My name is Teddy I, I, W. Hanks. I like, don't know where to begin. It's got Hanks and Tom Hanks, the W and W. Bush and Teddy and like every fucking <laughs> crime movie ever. Oh, yo, I'm uh, Yo, Teddy W. Hanks. I need to see you at the docks. And he was of the 40th Fighter Squadron. Oh, man, I wish I was called Teddy W. Hanks. It sounds like, can that be like our John Hancock of like, yes. a na- or our, our Joe Blow or something like that of just a John Smith? And like I, just like a fucking Teddy W. Hanks over here. Uh, bloody here we are. Here's yeah, t- like, like, like at like a Here's house Hanksy. party where there's like four people you don't know. It's like fucking pack of Teddy Hanks over there's here. A few Teddy, Teddy W. Hanks. Yeah. Is here. Very much or like- someone who thinks they're really brave. It's like, Jesus, just see Hamish on the <laughs> weekend. Hamish on the weekend has four beers, thinks he's bloody Teddy W. Yeah. Hanks. Oh, he does have four beers and tells me, uh, oh, mate, pace yourself, young buck. Right, eh? <laughs> Chunderstruck, hand. Huh? It's Teddy W. Hanks yeah. over here. Uh, yeah, so the 40th Fire Squadron, he related um, his vivid memories of arriving in Brisbane in 1942. After our arrival on 25th of February, uh, in, uh, 42 at Brisbane, we were immediately trucked to Ascot Racetrack. Apparently, it is the same Ascot camp you mentioned. Oh, this is in a letter, so it wasn't, he's not writing this to me. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, have you spoken all this great stuff about Teddy? It's like, oh, it's my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I oh, know him well. Love him to bits. We, we WeChat. Um, <laughs> I vividly remember the week we spent there, at least portions of it. Our tents were small, white, and low to the ground. Too low to stand erect. 
Oh, all right, Teddy. Shot, Teds. Obviously intended only for sleeping. They accommodated two to four. Oh, man, this is a long quote. Sorry. Yeah, there's um, a beautiful line. Oh, yeah, I'll go I to the really end. sums up Brisbane I'll go at to the, the end. end. He goes, you may wonder why I've described such a seemingly mundane occasion. The reason is simple. A, mu- a mere few hours earlier, we were existing on field rations, drinking warm, highly chlorinated water, sleeping on canvas cots with a only a wool blanket beneath and one for cover, and having our nightly rest frequently interrupted by an enemy bomber or two. It was like going from an uncivilised part of the world to one we had often dreamed about. That's Brisbane. That's fucking Brisbane. That is how Teddy W. Hanks himself describes Brisbane. And it's how I feel about Brisbane every day. Beautiful one day, perfect the next. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. All right, so we're going to jump into contemporary Ascot now. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the vein that runs through the middle of Ascot. and The thick, throbbing vein at the heart of this beautiful suburb. Racecourse Road. Beautiful. So Now, why is it called that? Because I don't think we've covered uh, races or courses or horses at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're going to name a fucker. <laughs> well, the two people out there who loved that bit, they're so happy it's back in oh, contemporary Ascot. So the fucking horses get their rolled uh, now. So you're going to name your little rolled with your cafes after <laughs> us, but then, oh, you want to sit on my back again, do you? Yeah. Now, speaking of the things like the horse like, I think he likes people I think he likes back. it, but begrudgingly. Like, he acknowledges that it's his role, but he's not nuts about it. Know what his name is? Yeah. Nathan. Like, oh, yeah. like Nay. Oh, that's fun. Like I'm Nate. That's very fun. Like I'm Nate. Nathan. That's fun. Oh, okay. Now, Henry, just by the way, um, I'm really hungry. It's 4.30am. Where can I get uh, a bacon and eggs and hash brown thing that is named after a famous person? Like, where can I get um, a Daniel Morgan with a side of a Roger Federer? Uh, that would be Cafe 63. The single greatest franchise in all of Brisbane because it doesn't exist fucking anywhere else in the world and it's so weird and it's 24 hours at Racecourse Road. I love it. It's a brilliant institution. I love it. Yeah, there was a... It really had a cult following. It's obviously now very mainstream and it's blowing up. Into yeah. Their, their it's, kind of not, it's not fun anymore. No, Cafe 63s are everywhere, but that one, I believe, is the only one that's still open 24 hours. Yeah, there, there were very few that were... So we had one in Wilston, and mm. I used to have a KK burger, $3, bacon, eggs, hash brown there every morning, just divine. Mm. But that was only ever... It was only ever like 7am to like 4pm. Yeah, no, I think the Racecourse Road one was specifically the go yeah. get drunk. Go Incredible. To it. I don't know, man. I, I still was always... There was a, a few of my friends who were like, oh, it's 3am, let's go to Cafe 63. But I was like, I don't really feel like an eggs Benedict right oh, now. I, see, still, I, I still want a HSP. See, I loved it. I'm yeah, a okay. huge lover of Cafe 63. I had some great times Because I, I also like your breakfast orders are always very rich. Like an eggs Benny is one mean? of the richest things. Oh, okay. Like flavour, dude. Um, or richer than the white bread you get. Yeah, like richer than white yeah. bread and muesli or like yeah. bacon and hash brown. Like, yeah. like my body is so attuned for breakfast to just having like foods that would work equally well whether I'm pissed at 3.30 or hungover at 10. Yeah, okay. Whereas you with, you know, your hollandaise and your poached egg and the salmon These are, and the croissant. You're just describing a good breakfast, man. Yeah, yeah, but I understand why you don't want it at 3.30. Because yeah, the okay. kind, what you think breakfast is would fucking suck at 3.30. I am famously on the record of being like, I'm very regimented in. I like having breakfast foods for breakfast. I like yeah. having like I would never have a sandwich for dinner, or nah, or I'd never have bacon and eggs for dinner. But I rightly would. I equally so would not have a curry for breakfast. No, that'd be bizarre. Point I of contention have, between me and some friends because uh, um, I would have like, bacon oh. and eggs at literally any point in the day happily. I would have for dinner. No, really. What but I guess with your twenty, what would I have for dinner? Yeah, oh, look, casserole, bro. 
I have a casserole. <laughs> it's your go-to. I have casserole. I have casserole every day. It's I have like, casserole every night. <laughs> I also love the idea that you're like, curry, mate, Indian casserole. Try again. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Try again, son. But Cafe 63, it's a great... I, I, I love... Things to love about Cafe 63. In the face of Coles and Woolies banning plastic bags and in a, and a world pushed towards environmentalism, they went, no, nah, we'll keep making no, 100 <laughs> plastic water bottles every day. <laughs> At my peak in my family, we had 14 Cafe 63 water bottles in the fridge because we didn't care enough about the environment to not get them, but we cared enough to fucking refill them. It took up our whole shelf. Love that it was like Cafe 63 and Friday. Riverside, two huge <laughs> establishments of Brisbane that are like, yeah, no, we'll make plastic bottles ourselves. Yeah, we'll um, we'll keep that up. I'm not worried. Another thing I love, the fake grass. That's awesome. I'm happy with tile. I'm happy with whatever, <laughs> or wood, or whatever service cafes yeah. go. They go, now you want to feel like you're in a garden or batting on like an AstroTurf wicket in yeah. year five and you're about to get bounced. Like, it's fucking rough. <laughs> the AstroTurf's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, it's I, so actually, I actually love the AstroTurf. And it's, yeah, I would say especially the Ascot Cafe 63. The other ones... They're a bit naff. Usually yeah, the one in the city is so weird because I'm like, I love the Cafe 63 brand and what they do. You're not a city cafe. I also just feel like without the novelty of it being 24 hours, these places where it's open just at regular business times, there are other options. Like, I'm probably not going to go to a Cafe 63 over a kind of boutique cafe. I don't it know, is so or, cheap. Or, it's, yeah, you're right. Like, 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 particularly when I was like in year 10 and 11, I and a mate would walk down to the Wilston one every Saturday morning without fail, pay Bring five dollars and get a bacon egg roll and a coffee, and that's incredible. Like Wasn't that's a and start the, yeah. To your there was day. A, there was a little three dollar thing with like tomato, lettuce, hash brown, bacon. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're cheap, but that's why I find it so interesting. They put themselves an ascot because they market themselves and pride themselves on price. Mm. And uh, in a way that seemingly no one else in ascot did. No, and they just found themselves in what is, if not. On, if not numerically, the richest suburb in Brisbane. It's culturally, definitely culturally yeah, the richest 100%. suburb in Brisbane. It, it's the most old money suburb in Brisbane. Like, if, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I probably wouldn't move to Ascot. But if my family had been rich for three generations, more likely than not, you'd find me there. I think it's just because, like, unlike many of the rich suburbs, oh, this is not completely true because I guess houses on the river and stuff like that, yeah. but there is something so just like phallic about having this big hill with the richest house, mm. like Windermere. A house and all the incredibly rich mansions. And again, this kind of crosses into Hamilton area, but there is the the big wide streets. There's probably not a suburb that flaunts its wealth yeah. as much as this. Oh, place. and I think the, the huge trees the biggest and the, it's time just got a, it flaunts its wealth. Mm. Almost every street in Ascot is 40 kilometres per hour, which is the biggest ever sign of there's yep. enough power and capital and influence for enough mums and dads to ride in and say, hey, government, could we, uh, could we rain that down a bit? I heard a car going at 50 the other day and it really disturbed my uh, second nap of the day. Tyson was playing polo on the street and he couldn't <laughs> help but notice a car come flying past at 51k mm. One of the help got run over and it really ruined my day. Uh, we're about to come out to bat for Ascot Mum soon, but we'll get our, we'll get our jabs in now. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, Cafe 63, yeah, loose energy. Loose, loose energy. Love it, if fucks. You, if you're there at like, yeah, it fucks. If you're there at 4.30 oh, to 5, it, there's a, and, and you mentioned it earlier, the menu is just like oh, bro. completely weird. It's I wonder if they've had to like change their menu based on people getting cancelled. It's like, <laughs> hey guys, staff meeting, uh, bring it in, bring it in. Unfortunately, the Kevin Spacey pancakes, uh, we can't offer them anymore. They're now going to be the Tom Hanks. What? Tom Hanks has got got coronavirus. People probably won't want the pancakes. They'll think it's unhealthy. Yeah, mm. good point. Uh, now, the now guys, this is nitpicky, but you know how we were thought we were very clever may, making the eggs Benedict, the George Pell because of Pope Benedict and Catholics, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's seen the appeal, but um, yeah. 
We're going to have to rename them. What What do we think about the Louis C.K.? What? Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's just, I, I'd love to talk to the marketing people at Cave 63. You know what, Henry? I could do a whole episode at Cave 63. I love it. It's this weird wonderland, this weird slice of Brisbane. Uh, sorry, we just have an order of um, some hash crisp browns. <laughs> We've got three hash crisp browns. What was that? He he did what to the girl from Umbrella? Well, good thing there was enough. Jesus. Um, okay, change it again. How many yeah. times are we going to reprint these menus? I mean, it's fine. We don't really care about the environment, do mm. we? Can we get 90 more plastic water bottles? Thanks. <laughs> and um, by the way, guys, we need some beef. So could anyone check back in the state of the Brett Peter cows? <laughs> <laughs> fresh beef. Fresh beef here at KV63. <laughs> oh, it's a great little place. Let's talk about another place that boasts about cows because they have mini moo meals, which I... Weakest name for a children's Happy Meal since children's Happy Meal. Grilled. One of the original grills. I thought it was the original the one in Brisbane. Because Grilled started in Melbourne. I thought 2004. Probably. How how long is that? Not long enough for them to learn that you have to pay people yeah. above the minimum and, wage. And not long enough for me to learn that. You know how they always come over and ask how your meal's going? Like two oh, minutes in. Shut up. And you know how there's that weird It's rod. fucking fine. I, I order the same thing every time I come here. I put, it? I put the little fucking beer bottle cap in the oh charity God. one. You know, I know what to do. It's grilled. I know what to do. Imagine if at Macca's every time you're like driving away through the drive through, there's just someone chasing you being like, do you like it's Big Mac? Someone chasing you being like, no, quarter pounders in a box, but cheeseburgers wrapped up. Don't get it confused. <laughs> Son, please. <laughs> but my thing as well is, you know how they have that weird rod or like wooden stick yeah. in your thing and one yeah. side's red and one side's white? Mm. Took me an embarrassing long amount of time to figure out that's how they know whether mm. to come over and ask. So, so the first thing I do when I get to grill to sit uh, down. Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally two years ago, I was like, oh, this is how it works. Now I've been questioned since. Now I don't have some pimple-poked kid named Reese coming over and Who asking. Getting paid two I, bucks an hour. Yeah, getting paid two bucks an hour <laughs> coming over and asking if uh, my Simply Grilled was the same as last time. It is, and it's delicious. Yeah. Now please fuck off so I can continue <laughs> to talk about uh, drink this oh. ginger beer. And another institution, Henry, I'll swing by. FA Fonzie Abbott. Fonzie Abbott. Great fucking coffee. Mm. I don't really have too much to say about it. No, except it's um, it's cool. Like where it, the one that's near Brothers is like cool where it is. Also, as well, a friend of ours, Mike, uh, worked there and then had since left the business, but continued to wear his star Fonzie Abbott shirt oh. around because it was just it just has the look, and I guess it's very kind of ascot of them. Uh, it just looks like a cool T-shirt. The yeah, hundred percent. Fonzie Abbott T-shirt, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, like you're wearing a Bintang singlet now, and I'm wearing a shitty band T-shirt, and absolutely none of us look like we'd belong in uh, Ascot. If you thought like, if, if you thought Joe was just making a little comical Bali reference, there, oh, I, no. I am quite literally yeah, wearing. I'm kind of Bintang embarrassed. Singlet. I didn't wear mine. Like it's just upstairs. I it feel gets bad. really hot down here. Like, yeah, it's very It's not very well ventilated. And speaking of hot, Henry. Oh, Ascot mums. I've got a big take. Well, we agree because we spoke about it off air. Yeah. But you go. I think the the heat Ascot Mums cop in Brisbane is insane. They have become the target for every joke about wealth and class. And I'm sorry, mm. there's a huge degree of sexism and gender wrapped up in it. Let me, let me give you an example. Dad has a couple of beers after work. Fucking awesome. Dad goes too hard on the weekend, has 15 beers watching his son play Cults at Brothers. Great. Mum has a glass of wine at 4pm and Batuta writes 20 articles calling her a bitch. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. The the contempt people have for Ascot mums. Every Ascot mum I know, delightful. Yeah. Just wonderful, loving souls. And it just feels like if you're a mum and you have a glass of wine at 4pm, you're tarred and feathered. Mm. Dad, have your, have your Coopers at 5.30 and you're fucking laughing. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's a bit of... 
ascot mum has become an umbrella term for, uh, yeah, I, I'd say mass wealth. It's like Billy Joel's most. uptown girl. It's exactly like that. It's exactly, it's perfectly analogous. Uh, yeah, I would say that there is, yeah, it's become an umbrella term and it's become just a label for rich mums generally. And yeah, I'd say there's a fair bit of sexism wrapped up in it. Obviously, not to, I suppose, discredit the hardships of people who don't have that money. And it's not to say that yeah. these guys are in any way more uh, victimised or disparaged than people who, you know, in outer suburbs and whatnot who, who don't have that wealth. You know, they've got it. They've got it good. If the if the yeah. worst thing they have but to if the it, worst thing they have to grapple with in their life is a is a unfair label, then so be it. But yeah, I would I would one hundred percent agree. And yeah, dude, like touching on the Batuta, like I mean, we actually do have a Batuta article up here, and it's just yeah, it's like where is it? Is December always this busy? Asks Ascot Mum over 3 p.m. Rose. The whole article so is just fucking lazy, it's man. So lazy, dude. I mean, it's like try a bit harder. I mean, you want what you want from Batuta is hilarious, <laughs> witty, creative articles like "My head hurts," says man going too hard on Sunday session at, mo- at Monday meeting. There was one particular one that was like, "Fuck, not gonna do this again," says hungover man about to do this again. Just that level yeah. of... Uh, but that aside... No, we love, you know, Batuta. We love Batuta. We love them. They're great guys. We know them. But fucking... But for fucking Ascot Mum. And also, the other thing is, like, if you had that lifestyle, say if you had, an, you know, you were from an incredibly wealthy family, you had an incredibly wealthy spouse, or you are incredibly wealthy yourself and had some great kids... Fucking lay around, do coke and drink rosé all day. That's awesome. A, yeah, that's the thing. Who wouldn't if <laughs> they were in their shoes? They have one, mate. Yeah, it's when you're like sitting around. With, it's like, oh, so fucking uh, Scott mum's bro. I saw them walking their dogs with four others of the girls. Fucking you, beauty. Mate, if I if I could, I'd be walking around in Lululemon all day, having a coffee and then having a wine. It's like, they've won, mate. Mate, I've won. What would you be, what would you be doing, Darren? <laughs> you're saying if you had that opportunity, you wouldn't, mate? Yeah, Darren with uh, a Bintang singlet on it. Yeah. Looks a bit like you, Henry Darren. No, I'll tell you what. But he'd look good in some Lululemons. Yeah, but I've actually only been to Lululemon once, and it's so expensive, but it looks sick. Look. I was in there. Mate, no clothes for men in Lululemon. Their marketing is good enough that I was in there. I was like, fuck, I could go that top, though. You know the same. I look good in that, though. You know the same, mate. Top. When life gives you Lululemons, move to Ascot. Yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> but even like, like the, just the vitriol, like, um, like the Facebook page career, I've got one, I'm an Ascot mum. Now, funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. Big and Facebook page, for those who haven't seen it, big Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, and the turn of phrase that I do love and that I'll never refrain from because I've actually heard people use it is calling people the help. Earnestly say, particularly in the mm. wake of the movie. Which obviously still isn't. hearing mums going, I think the help are coming around to clean the house today. Which is like babysitters and cleaners and nannies yeah, and just whatnot. Like, but yeah, yeah, not slaves. Yeah, I don't but think. We're not remains. saying that there yeah. are slaves in Ascot. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. It's not loading, bro. But the um, the Facebook page. Yeah, it also harks back to a time. Remember when like Facebook pages oh were just God. funny phrases and would get like thousands upon thousands of like likes. That feeling at McDonald's when mm. it's just a Facebook page. Yeah, clapping the longest in assembly because you're the fearless bastard. Like all that sort of stuff. Hilarious though. Yeah. Like how funny is it to clap the longest in assembly? Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's a rush. Like, it's a rush like no other. Oh, uh, literally. I- I'm sure I'll do heroin one day and I'll be like, ah, it doesn't quite be year nine. I just want to make sure that on the record, <laughs> yeah. you just said, I'm sure I'll do heroin I've one said, day. Oh, mate, I've said this before. If it wasn't a needle, because I'm scared of needles, I'd do it. Come here. Come here. Come here, heroin like beer. You do love, you do love spotting trains. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it is an interesting... Yeah, I think Ascot Mums, it's just like an overdone trope, dude. It's just yeah. so easy. It's, it's fucking... It's lazy. And you, if you go to Belimba, you'd say the same thing. If you go to yeah. certain... You go to anywhere with wealth. Because mm. you know what? Like, 
okay, you don't have a hell of a at worst case scenario, you don't have a hell of a lot to do each day and you drink a glass of wine and pick the kids up. Fantastic. I also have a point, Henry. Mm. In isolation, in quarantine, COVID, we're all fucking ascot mums. We all are at home all the time. We all care about our family a lot and we all start drinking at fucking two. I saw an Instagram story today from a friend of mine who it was a photo of a watermelon cruiser and a bowl of pasta at 11.45am <laughs> and she was like, why not? For one, pasta looked disgusting. Two, not even a nice glass of red or a nice beer. It was a fucking cruiser at 11.45. And that made me go, hey, you know what? We're all ascot mums. It's yeah. ISO. Why not? That's This pandemic has just proven to me that we're all ascot mums at heart. We deep just down, need to kick up the backside. Deep down when we can be. We're all ascot mums. I like that. And we love them for it. That's why I'm, um, I'm going to wear these tights. And and I feel like, Henry, we, we have a bit of an update on a segment we did a long time ago. Mm. Let's get Undercover Joe back. Yeah. Undercover That's Joe <laughs> is back. What have you done, Joe? Uh, so I infiltrated a certain Facebook group, Henry. It is the 40074010. Basically, it's a community Facebook group for Ascot. Now, Joe did this in Wynnum, I believe. In Wynnum. And I'm still in. His, you're still in it. I'm still in Kiwis in Wynnum. I actually saw the most like <laughs> insane post the other day that was like, hey, we've, I won't do the accent. Um, that, oh, I'll do it. Well, I'm really sick. <laughs> I've got corona. I was like, hey, I've seen news that uh, Kiwi brothers have been ripping off other Kiwi brothers. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was just very funny. But so Ascot. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might not have uh, gotten across on this podcast, but it was funny. Well, Henry, in when I was in high school, there was an Ascot Mums Facebook group, like not ironic. It was like Mums of 4007. Mm. It was all like Terrace and Grandma Mums. Um and I kept trying to get into it and couldn't. Like, the security was so strict. But this community notice board, easy as. I tell you what, mate. I think all you had to do was just put your suburb. Yeah. Tell you what. Anyone who thinks uh, they're cooking up something interesting in Ascot, dead wrong. Oh, bro. Just fucking you notices about business. Yeah. Like, who nah. cares? Uh, I, I, it's it about 50 cents off uh, coffee. Righto. Yeah, it was almost worth not doing the segment because there is actually undercover Joe has turned up nothing. It'd be annoying if he went undercover. Like, if at the end of The Departed, he just came out and Leo was like, so yeah, no, nah, nah, they're fine. They're not up to anything. Yeah, I tried to get him to commit a lot of crimes, but... um, You want these fake passports? Can, take. Yeah. Yeah. can you reuse them for something? A lot of them... Um, I think parked illegally. Yeah. You can do something with that, FBI. If Cherub yeah. came out and they were like, yeah, I made some great friends, but no, no one's up to anything. They're like, well, you're not allowed to be friends with them anymore. You were a Cherub. It's like, oh, that seems horribly mean. I feel like we've now had like a three-streak episode of mentioning Cherub. Oh, I love Cherub, man. I mentioned it in a phone call today and it got a great reaction. I think people like Cherub. Yeah, people are into it. Um, one thing I will say, particularly while we're talking about school kids, is so just some one weird thing with Contemporary Ascot that I used to do mm. is um, particularly in like year 11 when you have mates in year 12 who like have their license, we used to um, drive around Ascot mm. like in our school uniform and if we saw a student, and this is just the most fucking Brisbane private school thing, but if we saw a student from another school, we'd wind down the window and just yell out, like some fucking year eight pork pie in a nudgy uniform, just yell out, Nudgy! <laughs> Watch this kid shit himself. <laughs> this fucking Pajero goes past. Not even, not, not even a witty. It's not even just, a just identifying the school. <laughs> so the equivalent of driving through the city now, just be like, KPMG! <laughs> Maddies! <laughs> but it was so satisfying, but I feel like it's such peak ascot because, like, mate, streets crawling with plenty of nudgy, churchy grammar uniforms, and I was like, fuck, this is so funny, guys. I'm glad we've done this. <laughs> who, was, who was driving? Oh, Patty, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. Great guy. Funny. Nudgy! Nudgy! It was so fucking fun. But I think one last thing we'll touch on, Henry, with contemporary ascot, Brothers Rugby. And we'll address now... 
It's not technically an Ascot. I did, yeah. I did look it up, man, and it is Albion. But The border is literally across the road. Like, if you have a foot in the brother's ground, you're not in Ascot. If you cross the street, you are. Like, fucking six to one. And isn't it funny? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about brothers, but being there, you do look up and there's the hill there. Those are some of the nicest houses. Like, it's that's sort of, sort of where yeah. you want to park if you're going to go watch a game at brothers. Oh, yeah. Is where, yeah. And that hill just keeps on going. It, mate, and it's so windy. There's all these little, tra- there's so many traffic islands. Oh, everywhere. my God. And also, I mean, there's enough people there to ask for traffic islands. Yeah. Ascot is literally designed to be as pleasurable as possible for the people who live in there. But if you're like visiting a friend, it's fucking inconvenient. Oh, like, so hard to get anywhere. Yeah, or do you're driving at 30, there's like two car parks, there's like one yeah. set of shops, and it's only like, oh, yeah, we sell, uh, we sell lemons for like $9 each. By which we mean Lululemons. Yeah. <laughs> Bargain, actually. $9 each is pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Fantastic. I'll buy them. But the filth, Henry. The yeah. filth, the hill at Brothers. So this was, yeah, this one was, year out of school. How does it feel, mate? I got to tell you. So a lot of my closest mates from school, they went to play for Brothers. Uh, it's kind of the traditional, I guess, for Terrace. Have we mentioned we went to yeah. Terrace? Uh, and I think it's come up on the last two episodes more predominantly than ever before. Kind of naturally, yeah. and we, yeah, you kind of the step was to go and play Brothers rugby. Now, uh, for those of you who haven't realised by the fact that I'm doing this, I was not an overly uh, competent rugby player and did not. Oh, you were all right. I was okay, but I didn't choose to continue my rugby career yeah. post-school. I decided to focus on podcasts and plays. Uh, and so, essentially... Yeah, dude, it's an intimidating environment. So it's called. Oh, it's called. You've the, got to bring your A game. Is it called the filth because it gets so muddy? Because it's in that um, in that hill kind of. I always assumed, dip. and I, that makes so much more sense. And that's probably what it is. Um, two things I always heard because the strip is white and blue. When it is muddy, it gets filthy really quickly. So the brothers' jersey uniquely gets filthy. It always does look muddy. Other thing I heard um, is it's an ironic term because it, uh, the players have always come from, by and large, the wealthiest schools in Brisbane. Oh, that's funny. So it's like not the unlike filth. Ascot getting its uh, literally. Get it's that Ascot weird tongue in cheek vibe in Ascot. Tongue in cheek being like, oh yeah, it's like the sons of the wealthiest men in Brisbane. What club do they play for? Oh, the filth. Yeah. I think that's an element of that. That is kind but of funny. That's kind of funny. Yeah, no, mate. It's good so, little players. Good little players. And so the Colts Corner is the hill, essentially, where- Fucking all- not a tougher environment now, in Colts, the world. Now, Colts is first year out, hey. Yeah. That's that's the first year out you're playing. I think Colts is under 19, that's, technically. Yeah, like, that's the kind of thing. It's an age thing. Might be under 20, but- And yeah, mate. So that hill, and again- Literally, if you were to turn over your back shoulder, you'd be looking at Ascot. You'd be looking at these homes that oh, are manicured and trimmed hedges and beautiful families who love each other in there. Just an Audi doing a reverse parallel park <laughs> up a hill. You know, it's the place to be. But, mate, this is an epicenter of genuine filth within the place. It's just tinnies on the hill, abuse, and me turning up in, like, a V-neck T-shirt and a pair of <laughs> Just coming from, like, sketch comedy rehearsals at uni. Be like, geez, review ran a bit late, guys. Could only catch the second half. How are we going? And they're like, oh, bloody, I've, I've drunk I've 16 had, like, beers. 16 cans of Tui's New, and it's, like, <laughs> half my record. I also feel, though, it's so funny because the hill's, like, quite fun when you've just left school as much as it's a tough environment. But... I just never knew what to say, bro. But, like, well, I think that's the other thing is, like, you know, you're a, you're a great guy on a number of levels, Henry. Your rugby-specific chat 
can be found lacking a little bit. Oh, and this is to this is to completely put the blame on me. Like everyone, I shouldn't have been coming along. It was me just trying to like fit in with you know a group that didn't want me. Like imagine if like all of my schoolmates had shown up to review rehearsal and been like, we wrote some sketches. <laughs> I'd be like, hang on a minute, uh, that'd, that'd probably be, that'd be awesome. Good. Your friends are great. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. And but I think like I would show up, and it's hard to at yeah, it's hard to at three p.m. fit into. A it, it, rugby club that's been mate, they've been together all day. They've been drinking. They've been playing games. So the camaraderie is there. So I probably shouldn't have even if been you're playing, up. If you're playing like Colts three or like fifth grade, your game finishes at about ten thirty and you start drinking. Yeah, like fucking. I dare anyone just listening a to this theme podcast. In Ascot is just morning yeah. drinking. I dare anyone listening to this podcast like show up to pre's or something five hours after anyone started drinking. See how you slot in within ten minutes. It's going to be a fucking battle, especially when the majority of conversation is watching, reviewing. And analysing a game that you don't know as very you pointed well. out, I don't, I don't have a super. Yeah, you know, I can get by, but yeah, it was. It's a pretty, mm. it's a rough and tumble place. It's what makes if it you cool. can make it there, you can make it anywhere. If you can it's, get a laugh, it's on, like New York. Yeah, if you can get a laugh on Colts Corner for yelling something out of the touch judge, you're probably oh, going to no. be okay. Yeah, and and <laughs> they're coming up with original else. stuff. The phrase "eyes painted on ref" hasn't been heard for years. I do feel mm. like as the evening goes on, it just progresses into more and more intense profanity. Yeah. And questioning, you know, the validity of the birth of the referee with respect to his mother, yeah. questioning the refs. Um, they love to ask the ref about his sexuality. It's such a progressive crowd on yeah. Colts Hill. They want to know his... And gender identity. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see, but yeah. That's good. Nah, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting place. But uh, so I guess you'd say that Brothers Rugby, the filth, uh, whether ironic or later in the day, perhaps not, mm. uh, it's a little... Yeah, it's a kind of an oasis of... Uh, Bit, bit rough and tumble mm. amongst a, a suburb that kind of avoids it generally. And it's a microcosm of, I do think, what is at the heart of Ashgrove. I mean, Ascot. <laughs> and also, you know what? Ashgrove, and, and Ashgrove is kind of similar. I'm thinking of Jeeps. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting place. I, I do like it. And yeah, it is funny seeing, yeah, the the well-to-do of Brisbane, I suppose, mm. having, a little, having a little tackle on the rugby field, coming off, having some drinks. It's definitely... Mm. It's a my favorite thing is it's um, nice work if you can get it, Ascot. Yeah. I suppose we don't want to downplay. No, no, no. And and if I was a dad who'd had some success at school footy and didn't do that well and wanted to live vicariously through my son, I know exactly where I'd go. Mm. Also, say this is someone who loves that ground. It's beautiful. That's oh, great. It's also right next to Allen Border Field. Yeah, it is. Where we like snuck through and um watched uh, we watched something. I think it was the Sheffield Shield. Oh, final. It was the final. It was great. I mean, it's a beautiful area. But yeah, I uh, you know Henry, all this talk about contemporary uh, contemporary Ascot. It's really got me thinking. One question. Does Ascot fuck? Big question, Henry, and it's the one we've been waiting for the entire episode. Does Ascot fuck? I'm going to say a big old yes to this one. Yeah, massive yes from me. <laughs> it fucks so hard. Oh, it Whether fucks. it's... Oh, it fuck and it fuck good and long. And, uh, and there's a couple of... You know that lookout in Ascot? Which it's one? like a power station. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been up there a couple of times just with, like, mates to, like, hang and, like, soak up the view. That's not... That doesn't sound weird. Um, I've just dead set seen multiple people fucking in their cars. So, this is, like, a bit of a rich people's answer to Matt Cuther. Mate, huge rich people. So, when I was... When I was in my younger days like, as a romantic, oh, oh. I, I'd, I'd been known to take someone up oh. to this spot itself. It's it's the secret a little bit because it's not as big as Matt Cuther. There's, like, four car parks. It gets crowded pretty quickly. People, like, just, like... Like 
taking their parents' car and yeah. driving. Oh, mate, there's there's huge. Oh, just, careful, just just don't just don't come on the BMW. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, just oh, I'm, this Sorry. is very romantic. This is my first time as well, but just oh god, this is the new. It's a should new, we it's should we put the seats down? I'm I'm getting sweaty. Oh, that's the seat warmers. Yeah, Dad's Audi comes with it. Uh, don't worry about don't worry about that, sweetheart. Uh, come on. <laughs> oh, what's that's that? Oh, sorry, I think you've just yeah. uh, that's a Gerald. He lives in the car. <laughs> he, uh, it's the help. Yeah, <laughs> it's. But Gerald, mate, just just turn away, please. Just turn away. Of course, Master. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise you were losing your virginity. I love the idea that we've done like a nuanced look at Ascot this whole time, and in the last one, we're like, oh, they have butlers that sound like this. Hello, I'm Giles, and I'm here. Oh, I'm so sorry, young master. I didn't realise that today was the day you would consummate your maturity at, Giles, the, at the lookout. I'm trying to become a man here, bro. Can you back off? Do you mind if I give you some notes, Tyson? Uh, you can tap in if you want, G. That, uh, shall we say, little sleeping bag you're wearing? It's meant to come out of the wrapper first. <laughs> it's Giles the butler. He lives he in watch, Ascot. He watches underage children have sex. <laughs> it's Giles the butler. He's problematic. He lives in the car. It's not his fault that he pervs. <laughs> but it fucks. I'm sorry. Ascot fucks. <laughs> it fucks. The mums and dads fuck. The kids fuck. Giles doesn't fuck. Giles doesn't fuck when he watches. Like, he's engaged in the universe of fuck. Giles should be in jail. Yeah, Giles is a problematic guy, but... Tell you what, Henry, whether it's the just the loose, sexy energy of a... Mate, Saturday Night Nascot's got a vibe. Well, here's the thing. Yeah? There's a... There are rumours, unconfirmed, but there are rumours... Rumours of rumours of talk, rumors. as was once the government line in 2010. That's very good. Mm. Uh, the There's a persistent rumour around the idea that there is swingers. There is a swinging culture within Ascot. So, what I hear is that usually through the network of a local school or primary school, mm. the parents With get the together. With the initials, ass. Ass. Now, ass. Ass. Scott State School. Ass Scott State School, yeah. Apparently no. the swingers. Now, as friend of the show, Adele, would say, rumour has it. I'm not saying this is true. But, yeah, I think there is a bit of keys in the bowl at certain Ascot mansions. Do you reckon, like, actual keys in the bowl? That's like what I've that heard. level swinging. I've heard from someone who admittedly lived in padding in... Not, someone who admittedly lived in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Um, but said that, yeah, there is... It's pretty well-founded that these groups would meet on the weekend or I don't think it would usually be after school, uh, but it would be... Yeah, I assume it's not, like, before the school pickup. Yeah, no. It's just while... No, I don't think so. I don't think they're popping off that quickly. Thank but, God, mate. Uh, well, they need the keys out of the bowl so they can drive the yeah, car so and true. pick up the kids, don't they? Uh, so, but yeah, it's a bit of keys in the bowl, and obviously, lots of people involved. Orgies is what I hear, and of oh. course, we know about and we know about the house in Ascot. Lots of space, so I think they can do like Roman style Henry, orgies. Keys in the bowl. Mm. You go back to people's houses. So, keys in the bowl and orgies are different nights. Friday, Saturday thing. I think it's a Friday-Saturday roster. I feel like so Friday... I thought, just, I thought fr- it was just the keys that you pick out of the bowl is the... Per- and it's like, oh, that's my car. And then you kind of... I don't think... No, you- it started with they literally drove home. Oh, okay. Because you'd have swingers parties, you'd all have a couple of drinks. Don't know. I've read about this. Uh, it's interesting. This is how it started, at least. You'd all have a couple of drinks because it was the era where drunk driving was play on. And maybe mm. that's a concern in Ascot. Maybe that's why they're all fucking in the same house. But maybe. it used to be you would... Um, the uh, People would pick up the keys and be like, that's my car, let's drive back to mine and have sex. 
Cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I feel like Keys in the Bowl would be Friday night and the Orgy would be Saturday night. Okay, cool, yeah. yeah. I think. And also, I mean, either way. And they've got the, the Queenslanders. Fucks, man. They've got Queenslanders. Fill out oh, the deck. Oh, they're not getting too hot, you know. Get out on the deck. Oh, it's nice and breezy, it's isn't it's it? It's fucking April in a Queenslander. We need to fuck to stay warm. I can, I'm looking down on the port of Brisbane. Fucking I'm looking no out to the CBD. I'm lying on a Queenslander. I'm oh. on the deck. There's Windermere House. There's Ascot Racecourse. There's Cafe 63. There's Grilled. Oh, Lululemon's down there. There's a car. Oh, Brothers Rugby. The filth are up. Oh, that's good. Good. That little fullback. He's a good little player. Hey, you haven't hey, seen that's oh, my son. Oh, is he watching? That's my son. Good out, mate. Not. Oh, Giles is here. How are you, mate? Hello, son. And then you. Hello. And then, hello. Hello, Master. And then you Great go to the back three today. Have sex. Oh, that's not my husband. Oh, well, that's all right. Oh, you're not my wife. That's swinging. Grab the car keys. Give them back. Go home. It's Sunday morning. Let's go to Cafe 63. Get a $5 roll. How good. And that's Ascot. And that fucks. Oh, bouncer. Wait till the honeymoon. Come on. And that's all we have time for this week, Henry. It's a completely arbitrary time limit where we just kind of assume <laughs> no one will listen beyond like an hour and ten. I was going to say, I've got heaps of time. Yeah, I mean, I've got the whole night and, uh, you yeah. know, I've got nothing going on in quarantine. Yeah, I don't have a That's whole why lot. we've been very active on our social media lately, I think, because uh, not a whole lot going on. But on that, uh, we have not yet decided what suburb we want to do next episode is. So if you have any thoughts, ideas, dreams, plans, write in. Let us know. Yeah, let us know, guys. And yeah, give us, uh, if you haven't yet, uh, I noticed there are people who I know listen who have just been following the Instagram. Like some of our incredibly close friends followed us like two days ago. Yeah, not I'm to so na- bitter about not it. Not to name any names, but yeah, sometimes. So, Fucking hell, Hamish. Um, yeah, so please give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter. If you haven't subscribed, if you just listen to these podcasts kind of through the feed and search it up, please click subscribe. Please give us a rating. Uh, it really helps us. I actually, I actually got a Snapchat from someone today, which was the nicest thing I've seen in weeks. It mm. was like, I really like the podcast. How can I give you guys a review? And this sounds fake, but it's true. Yeah. Um, just, and I was like, Apple Podcasts. Just do it on Apple. like, oh, it seems. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. But if you <laughs> listen on Apple... It's really mm. easy, dude. Just if yeah. you, just, yeah, it's literally just a click of a button. Mm. Uh, give us five stars, we'd love but it. Thanks, thanks for joining us. You know, if you're one of those people who puts on this podcast and speaks along with it, like you're having a conversation with the three of us, uh, let us know what you were saying. Because mm. I'd always love to know what a third person would say here. And as always, we say, guys, obviously it's a pretty weird time for not just Brisbane but the world. So stay safe. Uh, keep those Zoom calls hands. going. Yeah, wash your hands. Keep those house parties going. Stay connected, and uh, hopefully we could give you a giggle uh, in these weird times. <laughs>